0: Today on episode 864 of the School of Podcasting, I am back from PodFest, and you, because you're special, you know that, right? You're going to get the extended dance version of my presentation called Six Reasons Why Your Show Isn't Growing, and oh, I came across it, I saw it in the wild, and I was like, there it is, the textbook, I mean, just perfect, just like, mm, just the most... Perfect way, the perfect example of someone who got their guest to share their episode. And I'm going to share it with you. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much. For tuning in. If you're new to the show, hello, my new friends from Podfest that raised their hand. I'll tell you more about that. This is where we go over things like planning your podcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, launching, growing, monetizing your podcast, all things podcasting, right here at the schoolofpodcasting.com. If you want to sign up, it's super easy. If you use the link schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, that's schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener that'll automatically put in a coupon code listener and you'll save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And if you're a little nervous about that, hey, it's got a 30 day money back guarantee. So there I was at Podfest. And here's the thing that was really different about this year. There were a lot, and I mean a lot of new faces. I've been doing this, like I said, for a while. And usually I can walk in a room And I know like half the room and the big after party thing, the last night, the big blowout, I walked in, I was like, wow, I know like 15 people in a room of a hundred. I'm like, that's, that's not normal for me. And so I went out and just met tons and tons of people Had all sorts of great fun. But here's the thing. I found the hosts of a show called the accidental swingers. And we're not talking about, uh, what was the guy's name? Count Basie here. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting show. And we were talking about interviews and such. And and I, I got, shall we say, an education? Because that is not a topic I am, uh, I don't know anything about it. And I was like, oh, well, that's different. And so what was interesting, he was talking about interviews and such. And he said... You know, there was this one person, though, because a typical interview for them is like, hey, why aren't you uh, jealous and disease and all the same old, same old? It's like when I get interviewed, and I'm not complaining, I love to be interviewed, but I've been asked a million times, uh, what was it like to podcast in 2005? And so their version of that is, how do you uh, swing without being uh, jealous? And then... Uh, they explained how there was one guy, one one uh, show that interviewed them and said, "How did you two meet?" and really got into understand who they are instead of what they do. So it was a completely different style of interview, and so consequently, when I was said, "Wow, your show sounds interesting," because that is just an area. Uh, If you're new to the show, I I try not to judge people. You be you. Look, I really, just be you. And uh, he said, oh, let me give you an interview. This is the best interview of us talking about our show. And why did he share that one? Because it was different than every other interview. So if you want your guests to share the show, right, you want them to share the episode that you had them on, You've got to do something different than every other person that goes, Hey, why aren't you guys jealous? And instead said, Hey, let's figure out how did you guys meet? It is the accidental swinger. So let's get into the accidental part. Let's find out what they were like before they were swingers. And I was like, when he told me that, I said, Congratulations. You just made it onto the School of Podcasting because that is a textbook example. of If you want somebody to share your interview, you got to do something a little different that doesn't cover the same ground that they've covered 50 million times because the goal is for them to share it with their audience. Well, their audience has already heard the other questions eight million times. They're not going to share that. So that is the secret. And I saw it happen right there before my eyes. As they said, this one person did a completely different interview, and how can I share this with you? And I was like, oh, he's doing exactly what I'm talking about, which is very cool. So that was one. There are some really cool technology. Probably the one that really I was like, ooh, I want to play with that is called Cinemaker. And this is a tool. It's for Mac only, but you can record up to eight different cameras. And he had a bunch of iPhones plugged in. You can actually check this out. You can have your your guests, so let's say you're doing a video uh, interview, you have them connect via Zoom and in Cinemaker, you can then go over, connect Zoom to Cinemaker and just pull in the video, nothing else from Zoom. Just give me my guest camera and put it in. So let's say I had myself, uh, co-host, and then you as the interview. So I've got three cameras and I can record all three, then go back. And play it back and say, okay, show the guest. Now show me. Okay, now show the co-host. Now let's go back to the guest. It's super slick. Plus you can say, oh, wait, here, put a lower third. Here, put an image. Put this and that. So you kind of play director. And I was watching it, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And when I said, how much is this? I expected him to say something that was not $27 a month. I think that's the price. It's it's super affordable. And I was like, wow, want to play with that when I get home? I would play with it now, but I've been up since too. Says so uh, the Orlando airport takes forever to get through because of Disney World. The other things that were announced in terms of podcast hosting, there was Buzzsprout has launched a subscription tool. So if you think of something like Patreon, etc., that's now built into Buzzsprout. Blueberry added uh, the value for value when we talk about podcasting 2.0. So if you wanna receive streaming Bitcoin, that's now built in. I thought that was interesting because Blueberry's a pretty big hosting company. And in my opinion, there are there is, uh, Buzzsprout has added some value for value stuff, rss.com. But I need to double check, but it really sounded like uh, Todd and the team at Blueberry really has jumped into that value for value thing. And I work for Libsyn. We also announced some things. We announced Libsyn Connect. And right now it's for everybody on Libsyn. That will go away, I believe, in February. We're letting everybody kind of kick the tires on it. Libsyn Connect is now in beta, and this is a tool for doing remote interviews that you can do right inside of Libsyn. And we've had up, we've tried to kind of break it. We had 19 people in a call. That would be insane, but you get 19 separate tracks for that if you want. And it's audio only because we want to give you the cleanest, the crispest audio. And so that's something new from Libsyn. We also launched Libsyn Studio, which is a way you can connect your com- you know, your microphone to your computer and then record right from within Libsyn. And you can record your podcast in chunks, and we will then stitch all the chunks together and level it out. So a lot of new technology coming out and being announced at uh, PodFest. I've got some more brochures and things that I want to look through, but those are the ones off the top of my head that I was like, ooh, I really want to check those out. So my presentation was called Six Reasons Your Show Isn't Growing. And it was somewhat based on an episode I did a little bit back. But like I said, you're getting the extended dance version. So the first reason why your show isn't growing. And look, I totally get this. When you first start out, you're flattening a learning curve, as I like to say and you're learning how to position your mic and proper mic technique, and you did all this research, and now you're trying to get the little lights to blink, and it just takes forever to make that first episode. And when you finally get an MP3, you're like that baboon in the, this is fun, it's the buffering part. Can you hear my brain buffering? I want to say the, the there it is, the Lion King. Yes, everything's on about a five-second delay right now uh and that little baboon holding up little simba well you're there going look i have an mp3 file ha oh! and uh you give it to the world and i go mm, if you think about it though really what that is if you were a writer that would be a rough draft if you're an actor that would be a dress rehearsal if you're a athlete that's preseason maybe and I'm a musician, we spend a lot of time in the basement before we do anything in public. And director Ron Howard, who's got about, I don't know, four million awards for his movies like Cocoon and Splash and Parenthood and Black Draft, Backdraft and A Beautiful Mind and Cinderella Man and The Da Vinci Code. I mean, it goes on and on. Little Opie Cunningham did good. And uh, I think it's really important, he says, to understand how a movie is communicating with an audience, and that's what entertainment is, right? Communicating with an audience. It's something communicated to you, and you enjoy it. So why am I talking about Ron Howard? Because he doesn't, look, he's made eight gazillion movies, and yet he still does a focus group because he knows when people are supposed to laugh or cry or whatever, and if they're not laughing at the right spot, he's like, yeah, time to go in and do some editing. So keep that in mind that before you send it to the world, you need to get it in front of a focus group. And a great failure of this is a tale of two movies. The first one being The Lone Ranger. And this featured Johnny Depp at the height of his, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean thing. And they, the budget for that movie was about, I don't know, 400 million, something like that. And meanwhile, if we compare that to The Sixth Sense, if you've never seen that movie, oh, this is so good, uh, $65 million to do that movie. Well, the Lone Ranger made a whopping $261 million at the box office. And what they did is when it first came out, it didn't do that good. And they had the Happy Meal. They had the action figures. They had the posters. They had everything. And there was a problem. Uh, that movie wasn't any good. and I can say that because I saw that movie. We were all big into the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. We love Johnny Depp, and that movie was just a stinker. It was awful. And Disney said the film would lose between a hundred and sixty to a hundred and ninety million. Can we just stop a second to think about losing a hundred and ninety million dollars because they just kept thinking, "Oh, you know what the problem is? People don't know this movie exists, so they just buy more commercials and whatever it was to promote it, and that wasn't the problem. The problem was nobody coming out of the theater was calling their friends and saying, hey, you need to go see this movie. It's awesome. And I can tell you true. It was not awesome, and I did not tell my friends. And if I did, I said, don't go to this movie. It's a waste of your money. Meanwhile, the $65 million that the Sixth cents budget was, Five weeks in a row, they did twenty million ended up grossing two hundred and ninety four million and what did you do when you came out of that movie? Well, you told your friends, you got to go see this movie with me because I want to see it again. So if your audience isn't telling ready to tell a friend when they get done listening, and look that's not easy, but it's a goal that we can try to achieve, but again, you got to get some feedback. Steve Martin has a master class and he was talking about how a lot of his students say, hey, where do I get my headshots? Or where do I get an agent? And I hear this a lot. People start off their episode three and a half. And they're like, how do I get a network? How do I get a sponsor? And realize networks don't make small shows big. They make big shows bigger. That's an Eric Newsom quote. And I totally agree with that. And so Steve says, really, shouldn't the first question be, you know, how do I be good? That's really where we want to start. So what makes a good podcast? And you're going to hear me talk about these in a future episode. I'm going to do a deep dive into this. But the, in my opinion, the ingredients of a good podcast, because I did a quick study of myself, and I kind of wrote down everything I, I listened to, everything I watched, everything I read, and then said, why did I read that? Why did I listen to it? Why did I watch it? And the answer was, it made me laugh, cry, Think, groan, educate, or entertain. That's every time I, I, it came down to those. Now there are other things that make great content, like when you're vulnerable and when it's information you can't get anyplace else, but those are kind of the backbones. And when you can do more than one of those. So if I, for instance, I watch John Oliver on HBO. He does last week tonight. It makes me laugh because he's a comedian, but it also makes me think often makes me groan as I'm laughing. So when you can do more than one, you are headed in the right direction. Well, what do we call something that doesn't make you laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain? We have a name for it. It's called boring. Yeah, it's called boring. And sometimes when we ask for some sort of validation or, hey, can you listen to this and let me know what we think, really, in many cases, we really don't want feedback. We're just asking people to agree that what we've done is great. And again, this is your rough draft. When I wrote my book, Profit From Your Podcast, they edited that thing probably six times. And I just kept thinking, wait, didn't you find all the, wait, huh? And every time they'd come back, like, hey, because they were fact-checking, there are all sorts of stuff with that. And so it's usually not the very first thing that you put out. And if you're doing interviews, this is something I didn't talk about, but if you're doing interviews, Make sure the very first interview you do, either on the receiving end, maybe you're being interviewed, or if you're the host and you're conducting an interview, do one with somebody. It doesn't matter. It could be your cat. Have your cat interview you. They'd just be like, shmow, and you're like, oh, I was born in Akron, Ohio. Shmow, well, you know, whatever. But you, you have to experience what it's like because, There's a lot going on if you're doing interviews. The other one is, uh, another reason why your show isn't growing is you're taking way too long to get to the content. Now, I just listened to a show that took a while to get to the content, and here's the difference. They were funny. They were kind of doing little, almost like little teasers about the main topic. And the people, it was called uh, We're Not Wrong. Uh, and one of the hosts is Jen Briney, who does Congressional Dish, and their kind of opening chit-chat was teasing the actual topic, and they did it in a way that was, was entertaining. It made me laugh, and it also was stuff I couldn't get in other places. So I did listen to an episode last week, and it was a show that I wanted to listen to. It was about coaching, and I'm a coach, and it was like how to be a better coach and stand out, and to make a long story somewhat short, uh, they made me wait nine minutes and 15 seconds. And I'm here to tell you that was a while. Now, you, again, ask yourself, well, what did I have to sit through in those nine minutes as I was waiting for the host to get to this whole thing about how to get more clients was, well, that the person, their child was was napping, uh, the dog needed to go potty, uh, they needed to water the plants. I think that was in there, and they spent a lot of time, a lot of time talking about their new coaching program and how it was absolutely gonna get you more clients. They had the new three easy payment system, which I always love, the three easy payments. Yeah, that was wrapped up in just how great it was. And I remember thinking, I don't know you. Why are you selling so hard? Look, I, I told you about my coupon code at the beginning of the show you know, schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. But I, I hit it and quit it. Like, let's go. We're done. I'll I'll pitch you later after I give you some value. So I'm not saying you can't do chit-chat. I'm just saying most newscasts don't start off and say, our top story tonight will be in 9 minutes and 15 seconds. In the meantime, look at this squirrel water skiing. Is Look at that little rascal. No, you, you get to the meat and potatoes. Uh, some of the feedback I got from the survey I did of my listeners they said, "Hey, this cold open thing is kind of cool, but there are times there's getting a little long of the tooth there, Dave." And I was like, "Okay." They also said things like, uh, I often start off with like it because of my podcast story." And I had some people say, "I love those stories, but that's not what I tuned in for." And I was like, "Hmm. All right. So I'm I'm chewing on the feedback that I receive, but most people say, "Get to the point and get to it now." Now, the other thing you want to do is you want people to find you. And this is where you're doing things, and this is these are things I've seen as a support person at Libsyn, and that is where you put all your words together. So, if your show was Dave Jackson Power Hour, which is not a real show, by the way, I'm just bringing that up, but it would be think of all those words: Dave Jackson Power Hour, and they would be all one word. And sometimes they get cute, and they'll substitute an S with a Z, and they'll take something that is normally T-O, and they'll spell it with the number two. So it's all one word with some Zs and maybe a letter thrown in there. And I'm here to tell you, now step back a second, what would your audience type in to find Dave Jackson Power Hour? My guess is they would type in Dave space Jackson space Power space Hour. And so they're not going to find you if you get all cute with your spelling and and get all crazy. They, They need to be in a way that your audience is looking for it. I actually saw somebody that named their podcast uh, a hashtag, you know, hashtag, whatever, try and spell this was the name of their show. I'm making this up. But the listener would probably go to Apple or Google or whatever, and they would type in try, space, and space, spell, space, this, so don't get cute. And sometimes people go, oh, well, they'll understand the name once they find me. Well, they're not going to find you because your name is something they're not looking for. And so that that whole like, oh, they'll get it eventually. Well, no, they're not because they're not going to find you with the way your name is. Uh, we've talked before in a, a previous episode about DCBN. And you're like, okay, maybe it's something about Washington, D.C. bicycle newbies. No, it's don't cook bacon naked. And here again, the word bacon, you're going to get downloads just because you have the word bacon in your name. Who doesn't love bacon? So don't be cute, right? Your audience is going to search for don't cook bacon naked because they don't know what DCBN stands for. And the one that always makes me scratch my head, you have all these places, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Slash Audible, iHeart, GeoSav, and Reso. Tune In, Ghana, Boomplay, Samsung Player, FM, Deezer, Audacity, Pandora, Boomplay, and Stitcher. These are all places you can list your show, and these are places that have people who love audio stuff. And yet, when people start a podcast, they're like, Ah, I guess I'll go Apple and maybe Spotify. I'm like, What about the other twelve or thirteen or whatever's here? And I always used the analogy of kids that. uh at Halloween, right? They don't look at the street and they see all the lights on on every single house. And that means there's candy. You don't see some kid who wants candy going, eh, I might do that house, but nah, going to skip that one. They don't skip anybody. They, they, give me some candy and we're going, give me some downloads. So be everywhere. It takes like five, 10 minutes, depending on who your media host is. If you're using Anchor, eh, it's going to take a little longer, but you know, you get what you pay for. You also want people to click, and so please don't do your artwork with crayon. Uh, that's not going to make people click. And in my presentation, I showed a, uh actual piece of artwork that I made for my show, The Podcast Rodeo Show. Speaking of bad names, that's a bad one. Uh, that's why I now have a tagline about uh, podcast first impressions and reviews, something of that nature. And uh, I had Mark over at podcastbranding.co make one. And Mark knows how much I hate the blue Yeti. Not that it's a bad mic, but because 99.9% of the people that use it, use it wrong. And you end up sounding like you're in a cave. So he has this picture of a, like somebody has lassoed, hence the rodeo thing, a a podcast rodeo show. And I'm dragging it off the artwork, much like the gong show kind of thing. So it really, really fit well. And remember, they see you before they hear you. So you want that artwork you want the name of your show to grab their attention. And I've had people say that uh, they did a search for, you know, podcast about podcasting, and the reason they clicked my show and eventually became a member of the School of Podcasting was because my artwork, again, done by marketpodcastbranding.co, uh, uh, was done by Mark and it looked professional. So I know sometimes we're kind of in a hurry, we're not a graphics person, but you can use things like Canva, and that's what I did, so my artwork wasn't horrible, but you might consider someone who is an actual graphic artist because they always look better than anything I made. So we want people to uh, to click. And this is where I cannot tell you how important your episode title is. And I see people do things like episode 16, Dave Jackson. And as much as I would like to be a household name, I am not. And so if you rename that title, uh, Dave Jackson helps you grow your podcast then people, especially if this is a podcast about podcasting, are going to click on that because it shows how they're going to benefit. And nobody is Googling, you know, hey, they're at the keyboard, uh, let's see, episode 16 search. They're not looking for that. And so, again, you want to think what's going to get people to click. Episode 16, Dave Jackson, or Dave Jackson helps you grow your podcast. And then the other thing to keep in mind, I see people that will put the name of the show. So now it's something Like, you know, Dave Jackson, Power Hour, episode 24, you know, uh, Eric K. Johnson. Okay, that doesn't make anybody click. And you think you need to put the name of your show. But if you look at your app that you're using right now to listen to this show, go in and anywhere you can see the episode title, you can see the name of the show. So there's no reason to repeat that. And again, the title of your episode is so important. And we'll get to we'll come back to the title because somebody asked me a question about that here in a second. You want people to follow. And when I was 16, I was a grocery bagger. I worked in a grocery store. And if somebody came in and said, "Excuse me, sonny, uh, where are the green beans at?" Uh, I would say, "Oh, I, I wouldn't say, right? I wouldn't look at them. I'm on my knees, you know, putting things on a shelf or whatever." I wouldn't go, oh, green beans, they're over in aisle three where all the fine vegetables are, which is what I hear people say. Find my podcast wherever fine podcasts are served. I'm like, why are you making people find your stuff? Because I knew as a grocery bagger, and I went over. I got off my knees, came over like, hey, uh, it's over here. Let me show you where aisle three is. And I'm like, did you want Del Monte? Do you want uh, French cut? No salt? What do you want? And I would actually put the cans of beans in their cart because if the cans were in the cart, that meant that cart was going to feed my paycheck. And so you want to eliminate all the hurdles. You want to make it super easy for them to follow and or subscribe, depending on whatever app they're in. And so I use uh, My Podcast Reviews has a cool tool. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow, that has a a system there. Where it will put up the subscribe buttons. Uh, I also use social, subscribe, and follow, which is uh, both of those are from Daniel J. Lewis. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, uh, you'll see buttons there. So when you tell people to go to your website, so in my case, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, I'm reinforcing my brand, schoolofpodcasting.com, right? And then if they share that with their friends, when they say, oh, you got to listen to this show because, you know, you did a focus group and you're making really good stuff, When you share that with other people and more people link to your website, that can boost your SEO. And speaking of your website, you wanna treat every episode like a blog post. Then I see most media hosts have the ability to kinda create a set it and forget it, like multiple episodes. That doesn't do a thing for you in terms of SEO. And you've already written a description for your episode. Just copy and paste it into your website and then you can go back to your media host and copy and paste the code for the player. It takes all of maybe 20 seconds, and then all those words on your website will help attract Google. And remember, Google doesn't just want words because everybody's like, ooh, I'm going to do a transcript. It wants good words, good words that bring value to the reader. So don't go crazy with some sort of transcript tool. But you can have those website links there that reinforce your brand. And if somebody listens to your podcast on their website, Google is going to go, that's, that's odd. Every time I send somebody to Dave's website, they're there for like 17 minutes. That must be really good. So that's going to maybe potentially boost your SEO. And then the other thing we want is we want people to share your show. And so many people are like, it's not fair. It's not fair, eh, right? Because these big NPR people have teams of 19. And you do have a team. It's called your audience. And they like you. Now, how do I know your audience likes you? Because if they didn't, they wouldn't be listening. And I know you're like, but what about that grown thing, Dave? Well, they're still there. But typically, if people really do not like you, they do not listen. And you can, if you just slowly concisely and confidently ask her audience to share the show you know share this episode let me let me do one right here we'll we'll do a little freestyle you ready so if i say hey we are at the 29 minute mark and we're talking about growing your podcast do you know of anybody another podcaster by chance who is looking to grow their audience could you do me a favor oh man it would just it would just mean the world to me it really would if you could go to your phone click on that share button and, and just share it with one person or if you want to put it on social or whatever, that would just mean the 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 most to me. It's actually going to help me grow my audience and that's really what I want to do. And the more people that listen, the more feedback I get from my audience and then we all make the show together. So thanks in advance for, for sharing the show. So that was not exactly what I would call concisely. You know, again, freestyle is not really maybe my strong suit, but you get the idea. And then promotion And I heard three episodes about promoting your podcast on social media. And when social media is working, it's a trickle. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. And and think about this. We've heard the expression, you know, preaching to the choir, right? So if I look at the choir and I'm, uh, let's pretend I'm Pastor Dave. And I look at the choir and I go, hey, guys, I want to invite you Sunday. We're doing a service and uh, it'd be cool if you guys came and sang. they're going to go uh pastor dave uh like we're we're here every sunday what are you talking about we need to quit preaching to the choir and what i mean by that is most of the people that follow you are probably know you have a podcast and so when you go hey episode 16 is available probably what they do is not click that link they go to their app of whatever they're using apple or overcast or castomatic or one of the new apps from newpodcastapps.com They go to that to listen to it because that's where they consume their podcast. And that's if you've done, again, a really good, enticing uh, little nugget. And that's the thing I want to talk about. When you promote yourself on social, we kind of assume that our followers know that we have a podcast. So don't talk to them. Think of your social. Think of your tweet. Think of your Instagram, whatever, as marketing material for them to share to the people that follow them. Now those people, so now we're twice removed. Those people, the followers of your follower, may not know you have a show. So now it's like, hey, do you like green beans? We talked about them on today's show. Check it out here. Link. Right? So that might be something you want to, and I realize, you know, I'm not sure how many people are going to click about a podcast about green beans. Maybe. Maybe a vegetarian, something like that. But you get the idea. I'm just... Having fun here, but the idea is you need to get your information in front of people that don't know you. You need to get your inf- information in front of people that don't know you. It's nice to keep the your community uh, informed about your episode, but if you want to grow your show, you have to get your content in front of people who don't know you. And I talked at the beginning of the episode about how so many people think if I could just get that, and it's always you know guest. If I could just get that piece of gear, it's really the content. And when it comes to big interviews, like I said at the beginning, you got to do a different interview if you want them to share it and then make it super easy. Don't give them, like, hey, here's the link, the show's live. They'll nope. make it super easy. And realize, and it's look, I know, it's kind of disheartening when you come up with here's a link, here's a pre-written tweet, uh, here's some images to share on Insta, and, you know, here's uh this and that and that, and then they still don't. Well, it may be that, A, you did the same old, same old interview, or, B, they're just busy. And one of the things you can try is at the end of the interview, and you're like, hey, Nancy, thank you so much. Boy, that was an amazing interview. Thank you so much. Uh, when this is ready and it's been edited, I'm going to make you sound great. Do I just, who's the person I send it to? Am I sending it to Susan? Am I sending it to you? And that's just the thing you kind of, setting the like expectation of like, Hey, I do expect you to share this. And so just getting the right person in some cases, because you might send it to them and they have a person, you know, the person that does the social sharing thingy. And so if you get that name, well, then you've eliminated that hurdle. But again, realize that in many cases, they're not going to share it because they're busy or whatever. And don't get mad. Don't get kind of like, ah, you know, that's not good. Uh, they did bring value to your show and, the equation the equation for downloads is downloads equals value and so they brought value multiplied by smart promotion so I'm going to say that again downloads equals value times smart promotion that's how you you get downloads you can't if you have a great episode but you don't promote it well it's going to trickle and if you have no value but promote the the bejesus out of it. Well, that's not going to work because everybody's going to go, Ooh, that was awful. So that's how I kind of look at it. And sometimes they're just not going to share Don't let it get you down. They did bring value. Look at the, uh, the bright side, right? There's always, if you see a shadow, that means there's a light somewhere. So we talked about, you want to start off. It's got to be good content. And look, I know, I know mom said it was great. I know what, you know, oh, look at you with your microphone. And all oh, you're so professional. Realize mom is not talking about your content. So, you know, that's where it gets tough. And we've talked about that in previous episodes. Uh, I'll put links to that at a school of slash eight, six, four, get honest feedback, make it easy to find. So a good name with good spelling, I'll talk about this in the future, but I'm doing a test right now because you are listening for the record to the school of podcasting. But if you look at your app right now, it says Podcasting School, and I'll explain if that's working or not. Uh, we'll talk about that in the future. Of course, you can always follow by going to SchoolOfPodcasting.com/slash/follow and never miss an episode. Uh, be on all the directories. Make sure on your website you have those links. Don't have people hey find me, and that's another one where I'll see people that will do this. They'll put the links, but they'll put them on some sort of link tree. No, and just make make a link tree page on your own website. Again, when people link to that, it boosts your SEO. And uh, be sure to put your episodes on your website and get in front of people who don't know you. So, what I did at the end of my presentation, and this was invigorating and yet an, an ever so slight uh, uh, kick to the ego, but it was fine. I was really like, "Oh, this is why I do this." So, at the end, I go, "Hey, I want honest feedback here. I need to know this. It's, I'm not offended if if this answer is what I think it's going to be." I said, "How many of you have never heard my podcast?" Or have never seen me speak. Uh, and uh, let me redo that. It's how many people basically don't know who I am from Adam is what I was looking for. And a large amount of the people put up their hands. And I said, that's how you grow your podcast. You get in front of people. You deliver value. I did get a lot of really positive feedback on this presentation. And in a second, I'm going to go into the extended dance version. Uh, you, you deliver value to people who are looking for that kind of value and then, uh, you make friends. And I did that at night where I went out and said, howdy to people. And that is not my strong suit. I get a little nervous sometimes around people. I'm, I'm much better at that than I was say, I don't know, 17 years ago, but, uh, that definitely worked. And then again, avoid doing the same interview. So let's look at some of the questions that we got before I did the presentation. And, uh, We will see here if I go into the Hoover app. So here is one that says, if consistent and persistent in producing shows, what else is needed to uh, grow your audience? And this is where, look, I'm a big fan. I always say be consistent. It helps you become part of somebody's routine. However, like right now, I'm doing this because I haven't missed a Monday in 17 years and so I did this, and I was like, I need some good content, and so I said, hey, I just worked on this presentation, and I've kind of hit on some of these in episodes before, but it's nice to have them all organized in one place. I would rather have a great show late than a meh show that's on time, so it's, it, yes, being consistent is important, but it's more important to have such content that's so good that your listeners go, oh man, I can't wait to share this with Cheryl. Another question, does having a seasonal podcast make for loyal numbers? Maybe. Realize seasons were somewhat invented, I believe, this is just my opinion, but I think they were invented because of the podcast Serial. Serial and those types of really high-budget, narrative. These are shows that in some cases take years to create. And so consequently, when they get done with their final episode, they need a break because they're still working on the next one, et cetera, et cetera. So my advice is, look, if you need a break, take a break, announce it. Hey, I'm going to go on a hiatus. I'll be back on this date and then come back on that date. My biggest worry about seasons It's not like your audience is going to get in the car, they're going to drive to work, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to Susan. My favorite podcast from Susie is here, except she's taking a break, and they're like, oh, well, I guess I'll just sit here in silence in my car as I drive to work. You're giving them the opportunity to find somebody else to be in your routine. So I'm not a huge fan of seasons, uh, unless again, due to the way that you, you know, your life is. We all have different. Work-life balance. If you need a break every now and then, then by all means take one. Just make it organized, make it announced. So, but in in the end, I don't think somebody's going to go. Ooh, this podcast has seasons. I must listen to it. I don't think it's going to hurt. I don't think it's going to uh, make it any better. But it could hurt if you you know take these large breaks in between seasons. Does growth depend on the platform? Absolutely not. Now, some platforms, so let's talk uh, Google, Buzzsprout, Captivate, Blueberry. Uh, those, those are like the top ones in my book. And let's look at it like a Corvette. If I take a Corvette and I go to Arizona and I go out to the airport and I drive it as fast as I can on the flat runway, it's going to go, let's say, 195 miles an hour, right? Then I take that same red Corvette and I go to a, an airport in Maine. And again, flat runway, It's going to go 195 miles an hour. That's the car. And so when you take your content, that's the Corvette, and put it on one platform and then move to another platform, it's still the same content. Again, downloads equals value times smart distribution. Now, what's the difference between Libsyn and Buzzsprout and Captivate and Blueberry? Is the interface and different feature sets some do this, some do that. Well, do you need that? No, but I would like this. Well, then go with that host. I have a course that needs updated right now, thanks to everybody updating their stuff, on where you can kind of do a quick summary and look at Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Captivate, and Blueberry. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if you're trying to decide, that'll help. And that is free, by the way. Could it be, uh, or could it ever be the most painful that people just don't like it? Absolutely. Uh, there's a really talented guitar player named Steve Vai, and I totally admire that this man is really, really talented. I just don't like his style. And so some people may not like you. I know people that for I, I tend to kind of joke around a bit, and there's some people like, man, that guy's kind of goofy. And they will go listen to my buddy Daniel J. Lewis, who is very much at times just the facts. And other people will tell Daniel, man, you, like, lighten up well they'll come over and listen to me so you be you and the people that like you can like you and the people that don't don't but if you're just horrible like if you offend most people right you know that that one scene and dumber and dumber he goes you know the most annoying sound is and he just goes like if you just did a podcast it was like 20 minutes of i don't think that anybody would tune in so but again the key here is who is my audience what do they want give it to them and then ask them how it was uh, is it a specific th- is a specific theme best or have a variety of topics and that's a great question because there are people that just do a variety show and it's your show you can do whatever you want my question is do you watch all the shows on Netflix like all of them because there's a variety there and the answer probably is well no i don't want to watch that and so if your topics are around a theme so if maybe this, and I'm not going to do this, but let's say on Mondays, I talked about gear. And on Tuesdays, I reviewed a podcast. And then on uh, Wednesday, I did something about growth. And then on Thursday, I did something on monetization. And then on Friday, I did a Q&A. Now, that's all about podcasting. But when I do a show, one's about podcasting, one is about raising piranhas, and the next one's about NASCAR, and the fourth one's about whatever uh, menopause, uh, no, no, that's that's not going to work. So, uh, it, but for me, what's the one you're most passionate about? And this is again goes back to the whole do a test run and get some feedback from people. Uh, I'm not because the beautiful thing about podcasting is you can do whatever you want, but if you want it to grow, most people try to hang around a central theme. Now let's just take music. If I say I do a podcast about blues. That could be Delta, which for me, I can't stand. I, I Again, I tip my hat to the people that kicked off the whole genre, but these old guys from 1922 that sounds like somebody's frying bacon underwater, as, and they're like, like, oh, my baby left me, and the guitar's out of tune. I can't take it. But if you give me some Chicago blues or some Texas blues, electric blues, I'm all in. But you, you throw me some Delta, and I'm out. I'm like, I'm I'm subscribing right now. So that's kind of the thing. But whereas if you just give me Chicago, 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 I'm in. And that's where you sometimes end up with a smaller audience, but they're super loyal because you just keep giving them the thing you want. Uh, Are there typical plateau plateau points you notice podcasters tend to experience? For example, 100 downloads per episode, 500 downloads per episode, 1,000 downloads. Not really, but here's what happens. You get to your 100 downloads per episode. Quicker Because, well, it's 100. But to get from 100 downloads to 500, it's going to take five times as long if you're growing at the same speed. So this is where, for me, and again, I work for Libsyn, but I was a very happy customer, still am, uh, for 10 years before I joined them. I love the fact that they have a seven-day stat, 7, 30, and 90. So I can easily see... My last episode, this episode, that episode, and I can see how many downloads did I get in the first seven days. Now, that doesn't, you know, exactly mean that's your subscribers, but that's probably who it is. These are the people that really like your show. And I can just go in and say, how many downloads did I get after seven days for this episode? Oh, good. And this one is more. And that's one of the things I mentioned at the, uh, at the end of PodFest. They do this gratitude ceremony. And I kind of got up and just said I was really inspired by seeing all the new faces because some of the people that I started podcasting with who have been around for a decade or so, they did things like, I don't know, get married and have kids and all sorts of things. and, And life has happened. And for whatever reason, they weren't there. So in some cases, I was like, well, where is this person and that person and this person? And but on the other hand, there were a ton of brand new people. So, podcasting is never going to die. You know, we are, which is kind of a bummer, but there will be people that will be, you know, the new Dave Jackson in whatever 2070 or something like that. That would, it's going to continue on. You can't cancel a podcast. I know sometimes we worry about what we're going to say, but as long as I have an RSS feed and it's not a walled garden, as long as I got that RSS feed, you can't cancel me. There are people that have been canceled. And one of them is Alex Jones. He's still out there. All you have to do, he's not in Apple, he's not in Spotify, he's not in Google. But if you know how to copy and paste, you can listen to his show. That's the beauty of podcasting. There's also no, you know, FC, or what is it? Yeah, FCC. Now, if you are charging for guests, keep in mind, since we're talking government, if you're charging guests or if you're doing something and you're getting paid for it, uh, you need to disclose that. That's called the FTC. So keep that in mind, because I, I found that some people didn't know that. But that's, uh, that's what I gave, and part of that, just to give you some insights, if you go, hey, Dave, I think you, you talked about some of that in previous episodes. Yes, and I got good feedback. And so I was testing some of that content, because there's nothing more stronger than when you can tell me what the eye color of your audience is. And so I really wanted to resonate. And I was, uh, it was funny, I got done with my presentation, I answered questions for probably another 25 minutes in the hallway. And then I walked back to the Libsyn booth and the people at Libsyn, like, how did it go? And I was like, I want to write again. I want to write again. Can we do it again, mom? Cause it was just so much fun to have as a teacher, my backgrounds in teaching. And when you have willing and eager students, you're like, Oh, this is, mm, this is peanut butter and, and jelly with a little ice cream on top. I think maybe it was just so much fun. and so good. So thanks to everyone who came to the event and uh, I'm now checking all my Facebook friends and LinkedIn. Cause I know I, I keep getting notified that people are reaching out. So I appreciate that. And again, if you want to join the school of podcasting and have unlimited one-on-one consulting and that's something that I'm finding is a problem because nobody believes me. I'm like, yeah, it's unlimited one-on-one consulting, just schedule it and let's make it happen. They're like, okay, but what's the catch? And I'm like, there's, there's no catch. The catch is I love helping podcasters, and my favorite way to do it is one-on-one, and we can do that live or we can use, uh, I have an app called Volley that I do for um, what I call coaching without calendars. So if you want help with that, schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener will save you on either a 30 or 90-day subscription. And uh, let's get together and see what we can do. And if you're like, hey, Dave, it's the last episode of the month. What happened to the question of the month? Well, A, I was at PodFest. And the question of the month episodes take a large amount of time to put together. And being that I've been up since uh, 2 in the morning, I am uh, a little beat. And I'm also, I'm hoping this isn't what I think it is, but I I definitely feel like I, I picked up a bug on the way home. I'm not feeling exactly well and so I will put that together and we will have that uh, next week. I got a bunch of things coming on. I'm still working on the episode. I think it's almost done about using an email list with your show. Cause I actually have some, some interesting things that have happened to me. I switched providers and my email list is growing much faster than it used to be. So we'll be talking about that in the future. And I mentioned, I'll be talking about the whole laugh, cry, think grown, educate, or entertain. We're going to do a deep dive into that in the future. So you kind of go, Oh yeah, that does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole nine yards. And of course we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And you can leave me a suggestion by going to school of slash contact. So everything you need is out at schoolofpodcasting.com. You can follow the show. You can contact the show. You can look at the back episodes. And of course you can become a member. It's all there. School of podcasting.com until next week. Take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. I have. Oh, it's so good. I'm. Mm, that's not the. That's not the. That's not the sound I wanted. I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed, mommy. The next question: Does having a seasonal podcast make for lower numbers? Maybe. I realize numbers, numbers, and why wow, did you hear that? Total Peter Brady numbers. Nobody likes a Charlie in the box. Uh, does having a seasonal podcast make for loyal, loyal or lower? Wow, brain is just not working. Let's uh, see if I can reboot. Oh, crap. Uh, and Steve Stewart, Glenn the Geek, thank you for dinner. Todd Cochran, I've met a bunch of people there. Uh, Misty from Spark uh, Media Conference. Uh, I see this is why you don't name names. You're going to forget someone.